Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell when the bat rails in your mouth. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Bring Welcome to the Fantasy Football Fiend Podcast with your hosts, Zay, Young Vander, and Bro Joe. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Fiend Podcast. And oh my God, how much has happened in the last week? I mean, it seems like we haven't done a show in a month based on the amount of news, information, moves that have been made over the last week. We are going to go over all of them. We're going to let you know how that's going to affect the fantasy outlook. And we're going to let you know how that should affect some of those big name free agents that are still out there. As always, I got my boy with me, Young Vanda. Holla at the people, Young Vanda. Fantasy fiends, what's going on out there? My guy, bro, Joe. Holla at him, bro, Joe. What's going on, fantasy fiend family? Man, look, I told y'all, being an ex-military member, I kind of understand what it feels like to really, 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 really miss those at home and feel like, hey, after we go out to see this next time, that's going to be it. I need to spend time with the family and make sure that those relationships are cultivated. And then when you get home for about a month or two, all of a sudden, it's like, you know what? Yeah, I can go ahead and go back to work. Um, and I'll be damned if that ain't what happened with Brady. That's going to be the first topic up with your news. And now your fantasy news. Man, I, look, I told y'all he wasn't going to be able to stand being at home, but for so long. This dude, he didn't even have a full offseason. I mean, the, the Theoretically, the, the well, not even theoretically, in, in, in reality, the NFL's new year hasn't even started yet. That starts in a couple of days from now, and Brady's already back. I mean, it took no time at all for this guy to be back in the fold. I don't know what that says about what's going on at home. I don't know what that says about. You know, it says a lot about his hunger for the game and that he thought he could walk away in less than 90 days later. He's like, nah, I was just playing. But man, for the Bucks, huge. For the Dynasty members that didn't spike drop him as soon as they heard the news, huge. So Tom Brady, yet another year with the Bucks, one more team that won't be in the quarterback market. So much going on with the Bucks right now. And honestly, I'm going to tell you this too about Tom. I think Tom tried to test the waters with something that Vander said a few weeks ago. I think Tom right now would be a 49er if Bruce Arians didn't say, yeah, it's going to take five firsts for me to trade him. And I'm not backing down from that. Then from there, it was like, okay, I guess I'll play for the Bucs. I think he fully wanted to be traded to the 49ers. No, I definitely could see that. It's nobody's fault but the 49ers. I mean, because two years ago, they they had an opportunity to get him for free. They went the way they went, and we see how that turned out for them. I think Tom Brady 
of course, probably being at home with the wife and kids for a while. But I honestly think the LeBron James, as of late, has something to do with his decision. Because, you know, him and LeBron James, they kind of like see each other as the same as far as in yeah. particular sports where they're the elder statesmen and they're playing at a high level. You know, LeBron dropped, I think, 50 points twice in the last like week or so. Yep, 54. And, right. So I think Brady was like, man, I could still do this, man. You know what I mean? I, I really think because they, they be texting each other back and forth on Twitter. You can see some of the messages. And I think he's kind of inspired by like, nah, I got too much left in the tank. You know what I mean? So I got to get back out there. You know what I'm saying? We already know he still had that itch. You know what I mean? That itch ain't going nowhere. But he see another a guy that's older in his particular sport playing at a high level. He's like, man, I'm no different. Let's get it. LeBron is in year 19. But, and, and Brady is in year 20, right? So that's right there. there you, see? Nah, okay, nah, I got you. Nah, right. Yeah, because he came to, to the pros straight out of high school, and Brady did – did he do four years at Michigan or just three? I think he did four years at he Michigan. He did four years, yeah. Did four. Okay. Yeah. When you look at it from that perspective, they have been in their profession for the same amount of time. Right. So I can see how, you know, if you don't feel like you have an equal, per se, in your sport, and you're looking across, if you will, to find who is as close to you just in general as an athlete, and that can kind of give you a little bit of motivation to keep moving. So For sure. I can see that. I can definitely see that. But, yeah, this is going to prove to be a, a, a heck of an upgrade. The only other quarterback that I could have seen coming in and doing similar things for the wide receivers would have been Deshaun Watson. Um, we know where Russell Wilson went. There weren't really any other quarterbacks that are on that caliber that were going to be on the move. So huge move as far as Mike Evans, as far as that Gronk is probably going to come back now. I know he was talking about Cincinnati and there was rumors about Buffalo. I think it's going to be up to him as far as the decision to stay with the Bucks or keep it moving. But we have quite a bit of fantasy implications by this particular move now let me ask you guys this do you think this is going to be a one and done so i can retire my way and i'm gonna keep my mouth shut and not tell anything to anybody type of a deal or do you think he may actually go for until he just runs out of gas this time because he already saw what it was like brief retirement i think it depends on how the season plays out if he goes out there because i mean let's face it like tom brady may have should have won the mvp I think you should have won it. You know what I'm saying? Look at the numbers. I mean, dude threw for 5,000 yards and I don't know how many touchdowns and then some. So, like, he could have very well won the MVP this year. So, I think if he have another great season like that, then who knows how, how long this saga will continue. Um, But go back to what you said. I didn't think he liked the way his retirement went because he earned the right to do it on his own. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that was kind of stripped away from him when someone else wanted to leak the information or say this and that. So I think he need to walk away on his own, do it his way. He he deserved that. This gives them an that gives him opportunity to, to do it that way. But real quick, I feel sorry for the person that paid a half a million dollars. Oh man, I saw <laughs> in an auction for that last football, the last touchdown throw from Tom Brady. Man, man that's man. That gotta hurt. You're talking about overnight depreciation. I guess the best he can hope for is that it gets back to that half million that he just paid when Brady actually retires. Or or, or he could have hoped that he went to a different team, so at least he has the last touchdown he threw for the Bucks. Maybe it, a, a it's still ain't worth a half bucks, a, it's, it's still ain't worth a half a million anymore. Yeah, touche. No touché. matter what team or what if if it's not the last, 
You know, what uh, I mean? maybe so, if he get his son, that's the only way. It's obviously, yeah, because yeah, there's a thousand Brady footballs out there. That, right. that, that's some kind of goal that he meant or something. So, eh, man, what a difference today, man! If he had mm. just waited twenty four hours, but when you got five hundred thousand dollars just to spend willy nilly on a football, I don't feel sorry for whatever the hell happens to you. So. That's right. But it's an investment, though. I mean, that would have been a nice piece. I mean, you got to look at it like an investment. If you I mean, got 500000 to invest, I don't feel sorry for you. What you mean? It's still an investment. I understand. But what I'm saying is if you have $500,000 to invest, you're not broke. I don't feel sorry for you. Like I mean, you said, I, I, it's an investment. It, it just went belly yeah. up. That happened sometimes. Yeah, that was so, horrible. Yeah, no. Think about it. <laughs> Let's say, for instance, you know the, the value of that football would have been if, if you know, knock on wood. I don't wish this, but if right. Brady would have, you yeah, know, I got went you. to the other side, right? Like that that ball now is is out of here. You know what I mean? So that's that's kind of the things that these people are thinking about when it comes to like investing in these items. Yeah, that that uh, the only the only thing that kind of never loses value is if you got like rookie cards and stuff like that. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't even think that would be worth the the five hundred thousand until he actually retires, right. like. Even those didn't sell for that kind of money. So, right. Yeah. And I know um, your boy Ramsey is glad that now Brady won't have his final touchdown on him because you know they're going to replay it a thousand times once they actually retire. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. You got that too. He also just outshined Aaron Rodgers uh, because now they may still be a part oh, yeah. of the, whole, the same Hall of Fame. So, that's. That's, you don't want to walk in when Brady walk in. You man. don't. Like, you don't. Not at all. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something if 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 Brady just stuck around until Rogers retired? Like that, he just you know he, he wanted to be awful. in the same group, so that's like that's completely awful. outside. Because when you got that direct comparison, and now both careers are over, that's going to really minimize minimize Rogers in my opinion. Oh, one hundred percent. It really puts a, a black eye on Rogers because. He has had a, a phenomenal career, but when you walk in there behind the goat, like nobody's not going to remember your Hall of Fame at all. It's just going to be all, you, they going to lay everything out for Brady. You know that it's going to be people falling from the sky. It's going to be confetti. It's going to be just unreal. So you don't want to be behind that. Mm-mm. And if you don't win another Super Bowl, you almost might want to be glad that you're not going to go in. Um, with anyone like say for instance, um, you got your boy. Uh, oh damn, how did I forget his name just that quick? From the Saints, Drew Brees. Yeah, Drew Brees. If Aaron Rodgers don't get another Super Bowl, Drew Brees has actually had the more storied career. I, I would yeah. I would prefer to have gone the route of Drew Brees than to not actually fulfilling what my talent says that I should have been able to. Um, Drew Brees kind of overachieved. In my opinion, Aaron Rodgers is kind of underachieving to this point. And when I say underachieving, that's tongue-in-cheek. I mean, he has several MVPs, you know. Been, been, you know. But as we talk about Super Bowls and getting to the big game, he's underachieved in my opinion. But that's neither here nor there. Next up, the, the second largest story, what I thought would be the largest story prior to this Tom Brady news breaking, Deshaun Watson won't have any criminal charges levied against him from his several cases that were out there as far as the sexual assault situation was concerned. So that has now been settled and it looks like the Eagles, Panthers or Saints are going to be the team to 
do what's necessary to get his services. The thing that I want to focus on more so than the cases is the fact that I'm not quite understanding exactly what teams are doing. And what I mean by that is this, because of the no trade clause, it's pretty much up to him where he goes. So if it's up to him where he goes, why do you keep upping your ante to the team and it's not their decision? Like what you're doing is you're gutting your team by betting against yourself. Because if he says, I'll only go to the Panthers, it doesn't matter what the Eagles or the Saints put on the table. If he says, I'll only go to the Saints, it doesn't matter what the Eagles or the Panthers put on the table. So why do you keep adding to what you're willing to give up when it's not the Texans that are keeping the trade from going through? It's whether or not Watson actually wants to be on your team. I don't understand why they're why they're trying to give up so much to get him. And that's not really what the trade is about. You're just going to make it that much more difficult for him to succeed once he gets there. So am I missing something? Man, when it comes to these no trades clauses, man, it is extremely hard on the organization because a player going to get where he want to go. And I think it's going to come down to availability because the, the teams that's left, I mean, he, he's just not, he's going to make a decision. I mean, because he, he hasn't, he can't choose them all 32 or 31. He's only going to have maybe four teams to choose from. And maybe initially these weren't the teams he's interested in, but if you want to get on this field, son, you got to do what you got to do. And you can't take another year of not playing football just because right. you don't know where you want to go. Yeah, he, he's going to have to make it. Well, he did come out and say that he wanted to meet with all the organizations. I think that's so going I, on I, this week. Yeah, so I think that get. I, I think that's a sign that he's a step closer to being okay with going to, to a team that he initially didn't want to go to because maybe he want to see him come in, see the vision and things of that nature. So yeah. it's, a good, it's actually a great sign that – He's able to sit and say, I'll do this, you know, I want to meet with these guys and see what they're about. So I also think, too, a new deal got to be in place, too. I think he has what, uh, what, two years left on his contract now with the Texans. I'm quite sure that it's I wouldn't do a new deal if I was him because <laughs> you, you never know who might be out there for you to go to two years from now and you do the same thing again. Why not? I mean, that, that's kind of how they playing the game right now. Yeah, I, I, I'm curious to see where he goes. I'm glad he's going to see somewhere. But I, I, out of all of them, the Panthers are the most intriguing to me because it actually helps them to get rid of some of these players to offset the cap situation. The main thing that I'm looking at as far as teams are concerned, if I'm if I'm Watson, once I figure out where I'm going, I'm immediately telling the other teams that they're no longer in the running so that they can go ahead and take away whatever bid they had. And whatever team that I am going to, I'm immediately telling them, hey, you might want to go ahead and lower your offer because, hell, what can they do? They're not going to keep paying me for another year. They won't be gone just as bad as I want to be gone at this point. So stop adding shit to the trade that's going to make my life that much more difficult. If Carolina has CMC and Watson together, man, look at here. Like with, with DJ Moore, I don't think Robbie Anderson will still be around, but you got Terrace Marshall. That's coming up in the fold, rookie Terrace Marshall, who could be a breakout this year, especially with the likes of a Watson type quarterback. So there, there's some come ups to be had, but they just got to play this the right way and not give up the whole farm. Basically, what what I think Carolina needs to do is the same thing that a lot of us do in dynasty leagues, which is I'm going to toss you several extra players because I would have had to drop from anyway, outside of the, maybe the one player or pick or whatever the case may be that the team wanted in the deal. That's neither here nor there. That, that'll probably come to fruition sometime in the next week or two, in my opinion. I think they kind of want to get this done by the time the new league year starts. 
free agency starts on the 16th, y'all. And I want to say they have to be under the cap by the time free agency starts, or either they have a couple of days after that. But teams well, have to be under the cap really yeah, soon. Well, speaking of teams have to be under the cap, uh, I got a breaking story with uh, okay. uh, Green, the Green Bay Packers just released Darius Smith. Ooh. Yes, that was gonna so, save him like eight million dollars or something. Ooh. Like that. So that's another that's uh, Pro Bowl pass rusher that's See? now on free agency. I told y'all, I told y'all what was gonna happen. Now, okay, Aaron Rodgers got the bag, but I don't want to hear shit about the defense not being good enough because this, you, you, there's no way around it. You got to cut somebody. And then you had Devontae Adams saying that he was he wasn't going to play on the tag, so we'll see how that goes. Now, so the first quarterback story, actually not the first quarterback story, but one of the other quarterback stories that broke that I thought was going to be the story of the week before everything else came about. Russell Wilson is now a Denver Bronco. Noah Fant and Shelby are now Seattle Seahawks, along with two first round picks, two second round picks, and I believe a fourth, if I'm not mistaken. So, bro, Joe, I'm gonna let you take the wheel on this one, man. Go ahead and tell me what you think about the trade overall, what you think about the pieces involved, and how you think it's gonna overall affect the teams involved. I think overall, this is a phenomenal trade for both parties. I think obviously going to Denver, the Scott, like they, if they don't go to the Super Bowl, this is just like what the Rams did to me personally. But you have a way a bigger bevy of weapons. Like this dude has crazy talent. And even the tight end that was left there is phenomenal. So I think it's big kudos for them. I think they've always wanted a quarterback and they've been swinging for quarterbacks since Peyton left. And this is it. As far as Seattle, I think we needed to do this. And like I said before, for the longest, our salary cap has been tied to the same people. You know, we always give the top five people the most money and that's hindered our cap. So now we're coming out of this the next three years with probably the most money in the league. Uh, looking at it right now, we got 47 million, 2023, 142, and then 2024, 200 million. We now have the cap space to kind of rebuild. Well, I'm going to say retool. Seattle, believe it or not, is still, I can't say they're going to, we're going to probably win eight games, but depending on what Pete Carinum do, we have an opportunity to still make the playoffs. We have the pieces still left across the offense and defense now is can they make the smart decision i think that's the main thing with seattle now having two uh first round picks and then a 40th pick in the second round can we get it right do you think they keep dk and tyler lockett or do you think they're going to be a part of this reclamation project as well by accumulating more picks by moving them uh lockett probably we got to keep him because of the dead money he stands to be at 31 million in dead money based on how his deal set up. So 2023 is the soonest we can move away from Lockett, unless somebody take his contract, which I doubt he already pushing 30. Metcalf going to get paid. We already know that. But it's obviously it's going to be at the end of the season. That bodes well for us as a team because Metcalf got his uh, screw moved out of his foot. I don't know if y'all remember with Hollywood. Hollywood had a similar thing happen to him after his yeah. year. And then boom, that his, his explosiveness was back. And to your point you made before, Vander, you saying it too, he looked a, bit, a little bit different. I think that foot, like you said, was the main issue with that as well. Now, as far as the Broncos are concerned, did they give up too much? Does this kind of put them right where they need to be? Like, how does that part work out? Ooh, I think, you know, honestly, this was what it's going to take to get an elite quarterback to come to over to your organization. Even giving up a Shelby, even though I like him a lot, that really wasn't that big of a player. In fact, you know, they still got 23 million in cap space. 
and looking at who they got to resign, they can get all their same they same squad back pretty much and still be able to go into the season. So I think this that's just how much you got to pay for a quarterback. That's that's really how I look at it. And I'm also looking at Albert O to add to that sneaky tight end <laughs> list that if you decide to go zero tight end, Albert O might be one of those guys that you can get with that final pick. Or you can get off the waivers if you're like uh, me and Vander and you end up making a trade like two hours after your draft and you go, you and it's to create a roster spot. So um, I, I really believe there's going to be – So I, I think um, – if Hamler comes back healthy, he'll be a sneaky wide receiver to have because he's the closest to a Tyler Lockett type that they have on the team, that quick, speedy guy that can get behind the secondary before you know it, and he's on your lower-tier cornerback. So that's going to be interesting to see what they can do with that offense. And the fact that they pretty much kept their defense together, if their defense can still be a, a top-five defense, and now you know what the offense is. They have an O-line. They have talent at every offensive position. You can't mess this up. Like, you you literally can't mess this up. I, I don't see how it's possible to mess this up. And guess who's the luckiest guy amongst them all? Barry, I'm going to give you a guess. Who's the luckiest guy amongst them all? The luckiest it's, some, guy. it's somebody that should have never got the job. I'll put it that way. Uh, you talking about the uh, the head coach? Damn right. <laughs> I, he, he, about, man. Yeah, all right for sure. He definitely his the plan B was was good. I tell you that absolutely yeah, freaking sure. lutely. Right. That that just that gave him a six year career minimally. They're gonna be good enough even if they don't make the Super Bowl. That no major changes will be done to this team for some years to come, unless the cap requires it. But the cap should be going up unless we have something else like COVID, God forbid. That team is set to go. I mean, and the reason why they could give up so many picks and things of that nature is you got to look at it from the standpoint of to find the right quarterback, they've already given up more than those picks. So to get a guy that you know that you know that you know is a good quarterback, and now the rest of the picks that you have, as long as you're good at drafting, you can use that, you know, third, fourth, fifth, sixth round picks and come up with players to complement what you already have. You don't have any glaring holes to fill. So you can even, you know, get the couple of tools that you may need in free agency based on your cap space um, as well. So I really see Denver taking a step forward this year. They're going to be a fun team to watch and a fun fantasy team to root for as well. More QB news. Uh, We had Carson Wentz go to the Washington Commanders. So, I mean, it's like the NFL is playing fantasy now. I mean, it's a lot of the guys that that are in the GM spots, some of the head coaching spots, they're guys that came up playing Madden. A lot of these old, you know, curmudgeons are out the door now. So these NFL is going to only become more exciting because I think like the old brand of NFL was, you know, close to the vest, keep what you got, raise them in house, et cetera, et cetera. But now it's like, you know, trade for them. If you ain't got them, like, what are, what are you waiting for? And, and the Rams new mantra of their GM, fuck them picks. I mean, you can't argue with it when you win a Super Bowl by that logic. So, I mean, <laughs> that was the funniest T-shirt I ever seen. And they, and they Super Bowl, um, their Super Bowl parade, he had on the, the Rams GM had on a T-shirt that said, fuck them picks. And, um, <laughs> Which I, I, you know, I, oh, but I, that always been my mindset. 
like even when I played um like when I was growing up, we played Madden, but we would have uh franchises. Right, yeah. And uh things like that. So I I never really cared about rookies unless you get in Peyton Manning, unless you're getting, you know, these can't miss guys. You right. know how you get those guys, you're like, yo, I know this guy gonna be crazy. You yep. know what I'm saying? If you're not getting that guy, then who gives a damn about a pick? Give me the the guy that's established, the guy I already seen. I got years of tape on this dude. I know exactly what he can do and what he's great at. Give me that guy versus a dream, something that may happen. I always, that always been my mindset. So this is what we I'm down soft call a bird in the hand. It's worth two in the bush. <laughs> in other words, when you know what you got, right. it's better than having two hopefuls that could sure. possibly be better, but could possibly be worse. Right. And this is the logic that you should apply to life as well, young men out there. A bird in the hand is worth two in the book. <laughs> you put two and two together to figure out what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Carson sure. Wentz, man. Carson Wentz to the commanders. I don't know. The funny part about it was their odds to win the Super Bowl decreased after this move. And I'm like, Damn, if that ain't disrespectful. But like, <laughs> so they went from Taylor Heineke being the presumed starter and being like a 6,000, I want to say 6,000 underdog, and then went to like 75 when Wentz became the guy. And I'm just like, damn, like they didn't, they didn't give up any first round picks and they were willing to give up several for Deshaun. So seemingly they have a quarterback, plus they have draft capital, plus they have cap space. And they didn't have to give up any of their defense to do it. It seems like they would be in a better place, but I don't really understand, you know, why they kind of moved back a little bit further. I, I would think injuries don't plague them on defense and the offense can simply do what they should do with the talent that they have. I, I, I would think that they should be on par with Dallas. I mean, when you really kind of think about what they have, their defense, their defenses are kind of, you know, on the same level at this point. Their offenses are kind of on the same level, too, especially with Dallas I'm losing Amari Cooper. The thing with the commanders is this. This past year, the success wasn't the same. The defense didn't do what it did the year before. Right. True. So right. they got to get that part because that's pretty much the, the team. This team is built on that. That part of the ball got to get this, this stuff together. And I think Carson Wentz would be all right. I mean, he's a little bit, to me, he's a little bit better than – your typical game manager. Yeah. I so agree. I think he, he could do well. If they defense can get back up to a top five defense, this team can win that division very easily. Exactly. It's not, and that's, that's, it's that's not that tough. Thing. Yeah, it's not that tough. You know what I mean? So they can win that division. But that defense, I mean, Young and those guys, they didn't do what they did the year before. That defensive line that was that was so scary, it wasn't as scary this past year so they gotta get yeah. those they, and we've seen they had some issues with the defensive line as far as personnel guys fighting on the sidelines yeah. and all kind of jazz so i'm surprised one of the two of those guys ain't gone to be honest with you and, oh. they, I, and I think they were college teammates mm -hmm. so that's even you know top picks we, and college teammates. yeah so you know how guys are though the guys gonna be the guys you know what i mean right that ain't their first time fighting by the way that's just y'all first time nah. in the public seeing it. Yeah. it it's different when you get 300 pound guy swinging you know what i'm saying like right, right. everybody's you know, scared like, like yeah <laughs> <laughs> like, whoa, hold on, hold on, hold on. What's going on? You know what I mean? But fix that. If they can fix their team defensively, this is going to be a pretty good team. I'm okay with the move. It was cheap. They didn't pay anything for it. Was, it was cheap as hell. $28 million is really nice compared to what other starting quarterbacks. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm okay with this. This is this is actually a great move. I'm with y'all. Like I feel like the secondary is the only thing holding them back. And I think to me, it's, it's not even the front seven. It's the secondary. These motherfuckers can't cover nobody. And Landon Collins, I'm glad they cut him. But yeah, they still they, they got a decent amount of cap space, so they still got to make some room. They only got 12 million right now. But I'm sure they're going to work something out because they need to bring in like a Marcus Williams from the Saints, who's a Pro Bowl caliber safety to kind of shore it up because that's all they're missing. Work on the secondary so that these people can get to the ball, man. And there's some dudes out there. I mean, the money to pay them. So mm-hmm. we'll see how that part goes. Kirk Cousins got paid and extended. So that's another <laughs> QB position sewn up. This one, I don't really. I guess the way I feel about the deal is the way I feel about Kirk Cousins. Not too high, not too low. Mm-hmm. He's 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 a good quarterback. It's not a bad deal. It's not a great deal. I mean, sure, there are other guys out there. Did they want to play for the Vikings? Probably not. They did what they had to do to secure their guy. And now you don't have to worry about his price being even higher once the quarterback market completely resets itself with what Aaron Rodgers did and Lamar Jackson is about to do and the likes of those guys, you know, he, he'll he'll be able to be happy with where he is. You see what he was able to do with Jefferson. Irv Smith is on his way back. Cook catches the ball out of the backfield. So, I mean, they have a guy that can run their offense. Didn't really have that much more on that particular situation. Yeah, like you said, it was just something cap friendly. Like he was, he was really sought out to be traded. So I think it's one right, of the things, yeah. like, I don't want to go nowhere. This my offense. I love this offense. I'm good. That's how I look at it with that. Let me, can I, I want to throw something in there real quick, uh, Zay. So what's your opinion on now, on your guy, Terry McLaurin? I'll say Wentz would be the best quarterback that he's played with before. I don't see him taking a step back. I think injury is the, the, the most likely, if he is derailed this coming year, injury would be the most likely to do it. And I can also see they're going to be kind of scorned by the price they had to pay to either draft him or to trade for him, that they're going to kind of leave him waiting in the wings. So someone that chooses to go RB heavy or maybe get a QB early, things of that nature, there'll be wide receivers such as his type that are wide receiver one caliber that you don't have to pay a wide receiver one price for. So I like Scary Terry's outlook going forward barring injury and also looking at um curtis samuel if he can actually be injury free and um deami brown is the third wide receiver instead of the second they actually have receivers that just everybody was hurt last year like everybody even the tight end was hurt um i mean like everybody got hurt last year so it'll be interesting to see if they can kind of keep the gang uh in the game you got Jimmy G still out there. Who knows if he's going to still be a 49er or there was some scuttlebutt out there about him possibly being a coat or possibly being a Pittsburgh Steeler. I don't really think it matters where he goes. You're going to get from Jimmy what you get from Jimmy. It's going to pretty much be the 49ers in a different uniform. I don't see anybody just letting him go out there and just sling it all like that. And if they did do that, I think you would see quite a bit more of the flaws in Jimmy that are covered up now by such an extensive run game and West Coast type quick pass accuracy offense that he's kind of built for. If he has to get the ball down the field in Pittsburgh to those receivers, I think you'll kind of see that he's not exactly what his numbers say he is. Um, With the Colts, luckily he would be in the dome. I mean, that division isn't 
all that much to speak of. So maybe he can kind of capitalize on that just a little bit. No matter where he goes, I don't foresee it being like this. Oh, my God, Jimmy G just went to dot, dot, dot. So now he's a QB one. Like it's it's not going to really matter, in my opinion. Nah, I mean, the Colts right now, I mean, all these guys, they're pretty much out there pretty much on the same level. Even though Jimmy Garoppolo is more of the proven winner, as far as talent-wise, he really wouldn't be head and shoulders over the Trubisky's of the world, the Minshew's right. of the world. The, you know, exactly. All these guys are kind of in the same room, in a way. Like I say, he's the more proven winner, but as far as talent ability, I don't know. Maybe the Colts, they have a good bit of, of change, I believe, so maybe they want to go cheaper with the quarterback and take some of that money and, and um, build out more of that defense. I mean, pump that defense up some more, or maybe even replace like a T.Y. Hilton or something, because they can still use some weapons. Uh, and this I is do, a wide receiver they, deep draft. Right. And they don't have any great wire. I mean, um, Pittman has shown some promise, but I still think they could use another pass catcher on that offensive side of the ball. So uh, they should go after one of these big guys. I mean, be a great spot for Jarvis Landry, in my opinion. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. The Giants are 100% in on Mitch Trubisky. Whether or not they can make <laughs> the dollars make sense in comparison to what another team may want to offer him is going to be the uh, line of demarcation, if you will. So, It's going to be interesting to see where Mitch ends up because maybe if I'm Trubisky, I want to go where I am the number one quarterback and I'm not in a QB competition. Maybe I'm better off and, you know, if the Steelers can't get what they want, maybe I'm better off going there. And even if they get a rookie, if I can't beat a rookie, then I don't deserve a job. You know, maybe I'd rather go there than to go to, you know, New York where the guy that has the job, may be just as talented as I am, but the, I would say, head up that I have over him is that the offense that is now going to be installed, I already know. I know the verbiage. I know how to run it. I know exactly what the coach wants because I've worked with him now for literally years. That would be, if he goes there, I think there's already a wink, wink, nudge, nudge that the job is yours as long as you don't fuck it up. Nostradamus strikes again. I mean, I just seen the writing on the wall with this. And who knows? Maybe the Giants can... I'm not sure what it would do to them cap-wise, what the hit would be, but Daniel Jones can be moved. True. Yeah. Um, facts. The Colts would be interested in Daniel Jones. I mean, let's face it. If you're interested in the Jimmy G, I think you'd be interested in Daniel Jones. Didn't you mention something about them being interested possibly in Marcus Mariota as well? Yes. Or was that another? Okay, that was them. Okay. Yeah, the Colts. Yeah. The Steelers would be interested in Daniel Jones. But you know what, though? I would move a fifth-round pick and, and grab Minshew. Like, he's better than any quarterback in this draft. And I don't understand why teams don't seem to see that. Would you take Minshew over Daniel Jones? No, but I think he'll be cheaper than Daniel Jones. I think I think he'll be a lot, quite a bit cheaper as far as what you got to pay him and as far as being able to get him for a, a possible fifth or sixth round. Like, like, yeah, I don't think you would have to pay next to anything. You could probably trade him for a guy that you were going to cut anyway at another position. Like, like that. that's how cheap I think Daniel Jones, I mean, I mean, that's how cheap I think Minshew could be on the move for because he's a free agent um, after this upcoming year anyway. And, I, and he's not a part of the Eagles' long-term plan. So why not do that if, if you're them? Then you have Mr. Aaron Rodgers, Mr. Green Bay himself, along with Devontae Adams. We have the kind of the Green Bay saga, if you will. Rodgers got paid. He went back to the person he was with all along after saying he wasn't being treated right. And, you know, how you know unfortunate it was that in this relationship, he never got what he was worth and never got what he wanted. And 
All it took was a, a, a few zeros and then he was back with open arms. So, hey, you got what you want. And now you have casualties such as one of your best linebackers having to be cut. So you better put up more than 13 points when you get to the playoffs this year because you ain't going to have the defense to stop the other team. Devontae Adams said that he will not play on the franchise tag, and I believe him. They don't work out yeah. a deal there. He may hold out. That'll be interesting. But are they even able? Do they have the money to work out a deal? Because this dude want to be the highest paid. Listen, you can't exactly. have the highest paid quarterback and of the all highest time. paid wide receiver. And, yeah, that's not. How do you do that? Any defense. That, that's what I'm saying. Like it, they're trying to, you know, acquiesce to these whims, and it's like it just. I I, I see you, but it just don't make sense. Like it, it's not going to work out. Finance. Like you guys are just comfortable with statting each other's stats. I mean, patting each other's stats mm-hmm. and and not winning championships if you both want to be the highest paid. That's just – and that's okay. You're still going to be able to take that division unless Chicago makes a huge step outside of that. That's pretty much all. You're going to get what you've always got, and then maybe they're okay with that. But, I mean, you're not going to have any defense to speak of. You can't if you pay both of them. And then if Adams doesn't play because he's on the tag, well, you lost, you're losing this season anyway. So, oh man, Joe, is it even possible for them to pay Devontae this year with what they just did? Is it even? I'm, I'm looking at the cap right now, Van, as you saying that. They just caught Zadarius, and the numbers haven't finalized yet, but that was to save them about $15 million, but they still 20 from being underneath the cap. So, <laughs> it's possible that they're going to get under the cap. I just don't see how the, the language of this deal will work. I, we don't even know how um, officially Aaron Rodgers is yet. For all we know, it could have been lesser than what they like, not lesser than what they said, but I know the guarantees were like 157 million or something like that. Yeah, we don't know how that's set years. up. Yeah, so it might be possible he did leave them a bone this year. We, we he just had don't to, know if he want if he want Devontae to, to stay. The only yeah. way it works out is if both of them. If they, if they get the long-term deal that they want with the guarantees that they want while still taking a pay cut to make cap room for this year, that's the only way it's going to work. And then both no, sides kind of get what they need at that point. But it's the because thing. The Rodgers deal relieved cap space. But it's the thing. They was banking on the franchise tag. They didn't know Devontae was going to book back and say, man, I'm not playing on that. Yeah, but, but that's the thing, though. The franchise tag, that full amount is your cap hit. So if you can work out a deal, it actually works out better for this year. Right. As right. long as his as long as the money that he gets this year is lower than what the franchise tag was, and in the bulk of his money is built in to years to come. Because as Joe has stated on previous shows, they're actually pretty decent come next year. They just got to make it through this year. So if mm-hmm. both Rodgers and Adams kind of throw them a bone while at the same time getting what they want this year, they may be good to go you know, in the future, and then they spend their picks that they didn't have to give up to replace these guys or whatever the case may be on defensive guys that they don't have to pay a lot. And they do the opposite of what most other teams do, which is having a quarterback that's not getting paid very much and stacking up everywhere else to having your quarterback and wide receiver get paid the most. And as long as you're proficient in the other areas, hopefully you can do something with your team. That's kind of here. I hear that. I just want to know, is it mathematically possible? Well, it's possible as long as yeah. they take a dip this year because you can yeah, always back in the contract. Right. Cause I think, obviously, uh, Jair going to get on board, Bakhtiari going to get on board, because those are the, the biggest ones. Other than that, like I said, we just got to wait to these numbers. But 
I would think he would have to get at signing at least fifty million dollars or plus, like to make it work. His what his sign on it has to be astronomical. It has to. There's no way you're gonna get somebody thirty million without giving them. But as far as year one, we're not talking about the entire guarantees. He might end up getting a hundred, you know, on the hundreds of millions guaranteed, Devonte Adams. But I mean, his year one might have to be fifty million. I signed it. It's it's gonna it's gonna definitely shatter some records, but they got to what June, July to finally sign them. So this is gonna carry out for a good minute. They don't have to come up with something right away. Interesting. The other big wide receiver news: Barry Cooper to the Browns for essentially a fifth round pick. Here's the thing, right? The first thing that a lot of talking heads are saying: Wow, 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 why would you trade them for such a low pick? So this is what you gotta understand: If other teams were offering more. He would have been gone before that. The other teams were waiting on him to be released, which is exactly what would have happened on the 15th, the night before those bonuses, that $20 million bonus would have been due. Other teams were banking on his release. So a fifth round pick is better than nothing. And if there was anything better out there, they would have taken it. The pick isn't about his level of talent. It's not to say that, oh, he went from being a stud to now only being valued at a fifth. No, it's not about his value. It's about what someone is willing to. It's kind of like on your dynasty team, right? If I see that you have an illegal roster and I know that you got to drop somebody by six o'clock and you got two more people than, you know, the roster allows. And now you're frantically sending out trades for, you know, the guys that you're going to drop anyway. Hey, I'll take a, a third round pick next year for, for this guy. No, I'm not an idiot. I know that's the guy you're about to drop in an hour and I'm going to just pay attention to the waivers. So that's the way NFL teams are looking at it as well. So it wasn't about the value of the guy. It's about what was the max you were willing to give up to not give up your waiver priority. I like the move for the Browns. I mean, I don't like it for Cooper, though. No, no. But I mean, <laughs> this that is mean a top, post it was hilarious. <laughs> this, is, this is a top 10 wide receiver in, in every category in the last, mm-hmm. since he's been in Dallas. You know what I mean? So to get that for a fifth round pick, I mean, who don't say yes to the dress. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> hell yeah. Um, the thing is, we've seen top tier talent like Odell Beckham over there in that mm-hmm. situation. So what does exactly. does Mayfield does Mayfield go back to this uh staring down receiver thing again? Well, I guess the worst case scenario, if they can't get it right, he would only be dealing with Mayfield for a year anyway. Because they're not gonna re-sign him. They took his fifth year option. If he if he's garbage this year, he's gone. Yeah, but I mean, as a receiver, not gonna I got to have a down year because of you. Yep, that's gonna happen. So you hurting my? I'm getting a year older. You hurting my stock by your shenanigans. And defenses are going to be playing this dude because I mean, like Baker, he's one read and he's scrambling around. Like you know, what I mean, so he has stared down a receiver. Very, we seen him stare down Odell. Yeah, see what it does. So is he going to do the same thing on Mari Cooper? I don't. I don't see that leopard changing his spots. Like he, he's right. not going to be a different quarterback because he got a different wide receiver. That that's just who he is. Now, with that being said, maybe having the wide receivers that he has, and now the big name guy being the one that he has the least familiarity with, he'll go to guys that he's familiar with. So he'll kind of see the whole field versus just focusing on one guy. Even with that, um, some of the guys that are that were there. When Beckham got there, he he kind of still did what he did. So I I don't I don't know. I, the, the problem is is not the wide receiver. It's it's the quarterback. But we'll, we'll see what he ends up doing. 
same team, Jarvis Landry has been given permission to seek trade. So as Cooper came in, Jarvis Landry looks to be heading out. There are several teams that could, you know, vie for his services, but I can see the Patriots being a better squad with him. The Colts could definitely use him. Buffalo may be able to use him. He, he's a, a tremendous slot receiver. The Saints, if they can get their cap situation right, there are a lot of teams out there that could definitely use the services, but he has been given permission to seek a trade. So he'll be kind of hitting up the teams that he would want to play for versus teams that he might not necessarily like, you know, going to the Browns and seeking his services. So we'll see how that part works out. But any particular teams that you guys got in mind for him? <sighs> man, there's so many teams that use his services at this point. Um, man, I think just... Baltimore, maybe? I mean, they still got uh, uh, Bateman. That's my that's my only objection to that. Well, Bateman plays on the outside, right? Yeah, but he can, he can get busy anywhere. So put him on the outside, put Landry in the slot, and then you have the, the trio of Hollywood, Brown, Bateman, and Landry. And then you Why got you, Andrew. What, you, what, wait, what about Landry replacing Juju? I like it. I love it actually. I like that a lot. Because then, because then you give a this gives the veteran guy in Landry to come in and kind of tutor. You see how immature they think Claypool is. Yeah, well, good. You get this guy to come in and show him ropes a little bit. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah, yeah. He just seems like a pretty decent locker room guy. So. You need a you need an alpha personality, right? In in that wide receiver core to kind of keep right. those guys, you know, right? So Deontay is young. Yeah, Deontay is young. So bring in the vet. He's in the slot and let him, you know what I'm saying, help these boys get better at that, what they do. I like that. That makes that a whole reminded lot me of uh, what happened to Hard Knocks when he, he he flipped on the whole wide receiver room. Yeah. That was hilarious. It's necessary, though. Especially no, no, it was. With those guys, especially with that, that, right. that type of group. I mean, that would make – yeah, I, I really like that. Um, I like him in Kansas City the most, man. No Pringle, no Damari mm, Robertson. Just throw him in there second to Kyle, you know, well, third to Tyreek and uh, tight end over there, Kelsey. Okay, I'm glad you bring that up. So I did a thing yesterday just for the sake of doing it. And I just got a wild hair up my behind. But so in our dynasty legal record, um, I dropped Mark Ingram and I picked up Josh Gordon. I know, I know, I know, I know. But here's the thing. The fact that the Chiefs don't have any receivers and they went out of their way to get this guy before free agency started and the NFL don't care about weed anymore. Just this congregation of details makes me believe that he could be a wide receiver too for Patrick Mahomes. And to give him the entire offseason to learn the offense and really truly be proficient at it and really truly be in football shape and have a full preseason under his belt as well, I can see a lot of these other younger wide receivers on rosters doing a lot worse. And he's one of those guys. He, he's he's a lottery ticket. He's at the ass end of my bench. And if it doesn't work out, no problem. With the quarterback that's on that team, with the talent that he has, and with being able to truly know the team, the offense, and his place in it, I, I can't see it being a bust um, based <laughs> on it being free. So... I, I just I, I don't know, but it was, it, I just thought it was a a, a, a move that okay, could man. pay dividends. Good. You, you know what you're doing? Wish it on a star <laughs> to find a way. Listen, man, we haven't seen a good Josh Gordon since 2013. Let's just let's stop it already. Let's knock it off. Let's knock it off. I get it. Everybody want everybody want that that rock in the bottle. We want to get back to that point. Man, we knew what Josh Gordon could have been, would have been. It's it's over. It's over. Uh, I don't think so. It's over. I, I, I got to say to Van Point, not, 
Go ahead, real, real quick, Joe. Are no, you good? This is 2022. The man have been good in nine years. What do? What else do you want from me? What else do you want? It's not happening. He didn't do nothing since nine years ago. Let it go. It's over. It's over. Yeah, with Josh, it's a short <laughs> test with him. Like I think, you know, he's had a lot of uh, sh- uh, soft tissue injuries. That's one thing because because again, he's starting to stop and starting to stop him. Even when he came to Seattle, a lot of soft tissue injuries, hamstring stuff like that. Same thing with Kansas City. He he played through his first year with them. He's gonna always look the part. This dude gets he like Terrell Owens. He's gonna be jacked every single season. He's gonna look in shorts like the best thing smoking. But like you said, it don't hurt you because you can get him. And then if it don't work out, all right, whatever. But it's just like Van saying he he gonna look the part in the off season. He gonna look super ripped. He gonna be doing sit ups like To in the driveway. And then by week one, we like damn, man, it's gonna hurt. Let me ask you this. Who has the better chance of production in the next two years between Mark Ingram and Josh Gordon? Mark Ingram is like 30, 31 years old. I, I mean, think he's like 32. <laughs> okay, he plays running back. So that, that's not like that's not a very good it uh, is very good because that's the exact situation. That's, that's what, what I he did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my point. I mean, no, no, but my, the point, but the point I'm making to you is there's someone else available on free agency that will give you more of an opportunity to get production than Josh Gordon is what I'm saying. If we get two articles this offseason by a beat writer beating the drum for Josh Gordon and saying, oh, my God, he's back, I promise you I can sell him. I promise you I couldn't sell Mark to anybody. No, you couldn't, but I doubt, I doubt, highly, highly doubt that you'll be able to sell Josh because – Okay. We've been we've been in the same league for I don't know how many years now. We this this story happens every year, damn near. He gets pumped up. Oh boy, Josh back, Josh, and you can't sell him. But in Dynasty, it's different though. Like in redraft, you have a much shorter bench. Like for me to even have Josh Gordon or Mark Ingram on my team says the bench is deep as hell. So what I'm saying is based on who I can actually flip. There, there's no one on the waiver right now that I feel I could flip within any decent amount of time or they wouldn't still be out there. there there's no one that I think that, you know, oh, if they go to this team, oh, wow, this is going to be the, the the new guy in town. I, there's nobody out there like that right now. So the guy with the most loaded name, if you will, if I have that name along with a little bit of scuttlebutt out there, I can throw that guy into a deal and make that deal seem a little bit sweet. I'm not saying that it, this will be a a straight up, I'm going to give you Josh Gordon for a stud, but I'm All telling right, me, you, it's Joe, a name you, that people remember. Let me ask you Joe. Would you take Josh Gordon right now or Sammy Watkins? <laughs> See, I'm same dude. No, no. I, hey, I'm asking him a question. Which one would you take? They the same dude. Same, right. same element. Would you, would you take Josh Gordon or Emmanuel Sanders? Right? i take Emmanuel Sanders. <laughs> So if Emmanuel Sanders was to go to the Kansas City Chiefs, you think you could sell him? Off the news. Off the news, no. I think so. I could I, I off the like, news alone. If, if they say Kansas City Chiefs just signed Emmanuel Sanders, you don't think you could sell him off the news? Versus a beat writer saying Josh Gordon like he's back. Man, no. no but Josh what Gordon I, is already at Kansas City though. That's that's what I'm saying. But that's, but that's the point I'm making, though, in comparison to the news of this guy coming in mm-hmm. versus a guy who's already there and just because a guy said he's ready. Like Joe said, this dude going to look ready. He looked the part. Right. The dude is going to be ripped. He going to be lean. He going to look fast. He going to look all of that. 
We haven't seen it in nine years, sir. Nine. So here's the thing that I want you to to look at, right? If by happenstance he ends up being the number two wide receiver for Kansas City, right? Which we know Tyreek Hill is the number one guy. Kelsey is going to be the number two guy, if not the number one in targets. You know, that's going to kind of be that pantheon. But with Kansas City, their number two wide receiver, they really haven't put much stock in as of late. So You've had your Hardmans, your Robinsons, your Watkins of the world, right? So if they will go along with those guys as a number two guy and Josh Gordon just remains healthy with the quarterback being who he is, I don't see how I'm not I'm not saying he'll go back to being what he was. But in some of the situations and the teams that he was on, he was he, he was so far buried down the depth chart that it didn't even make sense. There is nobody better on the roster to be considered as the number two wide receiver in Kansas City is what I'm saying. They have Tyreek Hill, and then they have – what I'm saying is Robinson and Hartman are both gone. They they literally don't have another wide receiver. They don't have another guy. Like he, he was, So they're not coming back? No. Well, I mean, well, who knows? They may, but as of right now, he's legit. Now, granted, if – two, three, four more guys come in, then that completely changes the situation and he's buried on the depth chart again. But what I'm saying is, if for some reason Kansas City doesn't bury this guy on the depth chart and he's literally the number two wide receiver in Kansas City, I kind of like his target volume and I kind of like the fact that as long as his hands still work and he doesn't get hurt and he's free, I mean, I could, I could, I could use him more than Mark Ingram. I, that's all I'm saying. But to both of your points, though, I think for for what the, for what Zay is saying, it makes sense. Like he can take a flyer out on it, but I completely agree with what you said, Zay. That I mean, not Vander that you could just go a whole different way. I think with Kansas City, just to touch on it real quick. I know we got a few other subjects, but Cole Hartman is still trending up. You got like coming out of uh, college, he played. He I think was he was like a DB before. And then he went wide receiver. He's brand new to being a wide receiver, but he's keep trending on the up. So he's going to be the the defender, the definitive number two, in my personal opinion. But he's and a knowing free, that he, he's not he's not a Kansas City Chief right now. Hartman is. I thought he was a free agent. No, Pringle and Demar and Robinson. Robinson. Is okay, okay, mm-hmm. okay. My bad, my bad, my bad. Yeah. So and if anything, mm. knowing them, they might go get Calvin Austin, who, who uh, coming out of uh, Memphis. Because you know they love their little speed guy. He's a four three two guy. Killed the 40. yeah. And the in the draft matters too. That most definitely. But so they might get a Calvin Austin just to say fuck it. We already got the fastest team in the world. Let's keep it going. And then also <laughs> understand, like I have two draft picks. After the draft, if there is no scuttlebutt and there's been signings to Kansas City of different wide receivers and such, I have an easy decision to make of who I'm going to drop for my rookies. But as far as right now, I'm telling you. That name, people don't have to do research on to recognize. It's not. It's not what he's going to end up doing. A lot of times, it's name value that makes something kind of pop a little bit more than numbers. Because I can give you a guy, I can give you the numbers of a guy, and then tell you his name, and you give me two different opinions. And it's like, oh, Listen, well, now that I know who this guy is, th- nah, he's garbage. Say this argument is cool five years ago. You're right, but we're talking about. Josh Gordon going into his, what, 10th season? No, it's not cool no more. Again, we all have done this. Try to get Josh Gordon and hold him and hold him and hold him. And he does nothing. Nothing happens. 
year after year after year after year, and it's a whole nother year. It's over. Yeah, it's I, over, I think, man. I think you can't come back from missing this much football. Look at Le'Veon. Le'Veon missed one year of football. He was <laughs> over, done. Bro. Running over. back and wide receiver a little bit. Different. No, no, no. But even here, still, here's a, the other thing to consider, though, guys. We say that it's over, but Kansas City <laughs> actually saw him up close and personal, and they brought him back. So they didn't but bring him back. So has Seattle. So has Seattle. Seattle been bringing him back and bringing him back and bringing him back. Right now, he's just a cherry case. Which which means they see something. Yeah. They see something. Yeah, they want to help the kid. I mean, it's not it's about football no more, that need help. Yeah, I mean, but how many kids have you seen get more opportunities than Josh Gordon? I'll wait. But a lot how of many, the opportunities that were squandered again uh, were based on something that in the pantheon of things doesn't matter anymore. Most of his lost seasons are due to smoking weed. Dude, you got dudes that get black ball in his league for did for doing nothing wrong. And this guy just keep coming back. I've never seen one player get reinstated more than him. I'm waiting. Who Who's getting more reinstated more than Josh? He get reinstated every year and a half. My thing with, with football, what was my point, uh, Zane? Over, Zane the level of conditioning you have to do to perform at an optimal level. Because if he came out, he ran with a 4-4 or something like that. Like his his measurables, vertical stuff probably hasn't changed, but the speed of the game is which I always focus on more than anything. Look, like that's why I use the thing with Bell. Bell had a whole year going to club, going to party. Did he show up for the Jets? No, you can't. Like you can't miss these off seasons with whoa, the whoa, NFL. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let, let, let's not act like the Jets crazy didn't have a single offensive lineman when he got there. Like that that's that's kind of this. He went to Kansas City. He still didn't look as good. Like, this is true. That that was like three years later. But what I'm saying is Two just like the NFL, like, the in how how these kids prepare, how these these professionals prepare for the NFL mm-hmm. year in, year out. You can't keep missing these all like these these programs, these training programs is what makes them elite. We know okay. that he's he can still kill, he he can still murder people with his catch radius and everything else. So I think to your point, if it don't work out, you didn't do anything but take a flyer on them. So I really agree with that, but it just it's so hard to Listen. like. I'd rather really take a flight on Tyrell Williams than Josh Gordon right now. Oh shit! I'm tripping. <laughs> no, I'm not tripping because yeah, you are. No, I'm not. You know why? I'm not no, no. But you know what? I've seen something from Tyrell Williams <laughs> as of late that I didn't see from Josh Gordon in damn near ten years. So let me ask you this: If I put Tyrell Williams in the trade, would you accept it? <laughs> no, no. In a trade, yeah, yeah. I mean, in a trade, but I'm not after Josh Gordon. I'm telling you, I'd fact, rather have, if Tyrell Williams is currently available, why is he not on your team? Tyrell Williams is on no team right now, maybe. Th- that's what I'm saying. No, no, but I tell you what. Why is he not on your team? He's not on a team. Why would he be on my team if he's not on a team? Why ain't got Drew Brees on my so, team? So he's not on the team, but Gordon is, and Tyrell is the one that you think has a better chance of showing up. I said Make I would sense. rather. I, I'm about to tell you why it makes sense. Okay, who has, in the last five years, who numbers look better? Who's on the team? Ho, ho, ho. What you mean, ho, ho, ho? You can't get and no I, points see, if you're not on I the team. I asked you a question. In the last five years, who had had better numbers? The one that played the most, I would say. Damn. Give me the man that plays the most. I mean, that man coming off an injury right now. Which would right be now. the one oh. on the team. No, no. That man coming off an injury. So we don't know his update right now, as of right, right now. But, but if I'm the case, not on the team. I, th- I don't know if he's still considered on the Lions or not. I'm not sure. But what I'm saying is this. I'd rather have Tyrell Williams than Josh Gordon. That's what I'm saying. Okay. That's saying a lot. And Kansas I even think there's something different. So that, that's all I'm saying. He he's on the team because he's a case. Okay. This is a we are the we are the world. We are the children. 
I get it. The world case. That's and it. If, He's and, no, if, and if they don't pick up any other wide receivers, they, they will be part of that case. They so. will. And they until will. they do, I'll take him they, over Mark Ingram. That's all I'm saying. Give, give it to the end of the week, man. Kansas City be in the mix trying to get somebody. But and that's I tell cool. you what, I have no tell, problem with that. I tell you what, I would like Tyrell Williams on the Kansas City Chiefs, to be honest with you. I because would. he's a big body, he's speedy. Nobody will see him coming. He get hurt every year. He get hurt. Yeah, he, I mean, he, he's get. He has no, 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 no. He don't get hurt every year. That's bro, not he's gotten hurt that's like the, like the last that's three, four not, seasons. That, bro, that's not hurt. see. That's a lie. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, okay. you say something, and it sounds good. Everybody believe it. That's not true. He got hurt really? last year. The the year before in Oakland, he played 14 games. The year before in Kent, uh the Chargers, he played 16 games. The year before that. So, he, so that means he missed two games because he was hurt, right? We don't know if he was hurt. You mean we don't? He wasn't suspended. What? What are we talking about? Who knows? But so wait, what you mean? Who knows? He wasn't. So if, he, if, you, if you say, if you say, no, 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 no. He, I just say he get hurt. I didn't say it was for half the season. If he played fourteen and not sixteen games, he was hurt. That's all I'm saying. He's been hurt knows? most of the seasons. But the last, that's you talking he's about had a, one full season. Guess in the what? Last three, four years. Guess what? And Where's this guy line? has played. No, no. And this guy has played more hurt than your guy has been playing healthy. Okay, that's cool, but he's still Josh Gordon is on the team. That's all I'm saying. I, I'm not this, understanding where the emotions are coming this, from. This, it's, there's no you, emotion. This dude is this dude is on the team. I wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let, 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 let's go back to step one. Did you say that you would rather have Mark Ingram than Josh Gordon? No. So what are we talking about? That's who I dropped for. No, Joe, tell this guy. I said what I'm saying is this. I said there's other guys available. I was giving you an idea on free agency gotcha. to think to, to think that Josh Gordon is just some lottery ticket. I'm like, there's other guys that gonna give you production that's available. That's why I named the hold on. That's why I named Emmanuel Sanders. That's why I named the other guys because these guys are also available, is what I'm saying. But I said I would rather have Tyra Williams and Josh Gordon right now. That's gotcha. what I said. Gotcha. See, I, I would I would I'm not looking for a projection from that spot, to be honest with you. Oh, okay. Because if I end up having to start that guy, something went hella wrong anyway. Mm -hmm. I'm literally just looking for the guy that I may be able to package for any given reason just to make a trade look a little bit sweeter. Like I wouldn't have been able to trade Mark Ingram for, for anything. As situations change and as when the rookie draft comes, that spot's going to be dropped anyway for whoever that rookie is because I think I got like two picks. So kind of reading the tea leaves and we're players that when we make moves even if other people think they wouldn't have done it they kind of want to look a little bit further into it to see what's going on because one of us did it so that in and of itself with a few stories being out there and etc not saying that you know i'm gonna be able to you know get them for a, get them off for a first round pick or for a rookie or something like that but i'm telling you i, I kind of know the psychology of how I that would be able cool. to package him before I, I believe that five or, years or ago. Marking. I believe that no, five you, years ago. Yes, Fair. you. I'm not Fair. talking about you. That that name no longer has the same to chisel. you. No, Man, but look, listen, listen to what he said, because this is very true. In the dynasty we in, let him be the only wide receiver on that team. They will find a way to make a trade and put George and Josh Gordon as one of them pieces. And it will work. I, I kid you not. Me and you both know it. We've seen it. He will find a way to make this motherfucker water into wine. He will turn him into wine and sell him to somebody. <laughs> I just don't see it. I don't see it no more. I, I, no, no, I'm, no, 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 I'm cool, you're right. I, I no, no, I'm cool with it because I, I, I do the same. 
years ago, but <laughs> right. as of today, I just think that road. I'm saying I think that ship has sailed. Is what I'm saying. I, I don't think you. it's gonna work no more. But but I here's think, the thing though. Other people who have that nostalgia for him and don't know what they actually have on their bench with a second round pick, I can get a guy that we both know should be more productive. But between the words of a beat writer and a pick, I can make an upgrade somewhere else. And I need to open up a spot anyway for a rookie. And I'm just saying that I know I would be able to do that with Gordon before I could with Mark Ingram. And I know that from personal experience because I've already tried to trade ingram and nobody would accept it so i just did that with christian kirk i got a second round pick in dynasty so that's i mean that's i mean but that's the type of but actually i think kirk could, could end up being decent this year depending on where he goes but but that's a different story for a different day but i'm just saying like i i, I try to work with different formulas to kind of see what other people would bite on just because of the news of the day and there isn't going to be any news of the day for mark ingram that's going to kind of make him I mean, hell, he's still out on the waiver right now. So that tells you nobody would have traded for him. I'm just kind of trying to see what's going to happen in the next couple of weeks as far as drafts are concerned, as far as free agents are concerned. And if you're right, then he'll be buried on the depth chart again, never to be seen, and he's dropped off of my team. But if you're wrong, I can point out the fact that he's now literally the only other wide receiver of note other than Tyreek Hill and one of the most powerful offenses out there and that'll be a sticking point in a trade. I'm telling you, maybe not with you, but in general, when we're talking about what most fantasy players are able to do to the to the general fantasy player, that move works. I'm telling you, if most people aren't no on your level, I'm telling you. I know, but I just don't see it working no more, though. I think it's just too many years has passed where there's been nothing. There's still he's an not the only reason. He's not the only receiver on the roster. That's just not true. That's what I'm saying. He, he's the only receiver of note. No, McCall Hartman is on the team. Hart, Hartman is not a receiver of note, in my humble opinion. So he's, he's, a, he's, he's a more receiver of note than Josh Gordon? Okay. I didn't say he wasn't more talented at this point. I said receiver of note. Noteworthy. Josh Gordon is infamous. People know that. <laughs> Most people don't even know McCall Hartman's name. Oh, I'm just man. telling you, the average fantasy player, if you put Josh Gordon or McCall Hartman in front of the average fantasy player and you tell them they got five seconds to make a pick, they're going to pick Josh Gordon. I'm telling you. That because McCall, Look at the way you, some of these people draft. and it'll I don't, tell you it, don't, it right. don't even matter because before the other day, McCall Hartman is on an actual f- fantasy team. Josh Gordon was not. So that can't be true what you're saying. Because there was there was no new because Josh Gordon wasn't on the team at that point. He just he just got picked up. He, no, he was on the team. Yeah, the he, whole year. No, bro, he, he just got Let me picked up. Look it up. Look it up. He played 12 games this year. How he just got picked up? Look yeah, it up. I think they had him since 2020. Let me go take a look. He look played 12 games this past season. What are you look talking about? I don't have to look it up. I'm telling you. He's on the he's on he played 12 games this season. Yeah, he was with yeah he was with uh, Kansas City this year. I thought it was more than I thought it was like two years, but apparently just one. No, it was twelve games. Kansas City team, twelve weeks. He was he was waived and they brought him back. Bro, he was on the team for twelve weeks this year. Bro, I don't know what else, I don't know what you want me to say. He was waived and he brought him back. I don't know what else you want me to say. Twelve weeks. He was on the team for twelve weeks this year. Fired and brought back. It don't matter. That's a, it does matter. He's on the team. They got rid <laughs> oh of him and they God. brought him back. That's all I said, bro. That's all I'm saying. They see something or they wouldn't have brought him back. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. That's all I said this whole time. That's the selling point. That's the selling point. Yeah. So, I mean. Uh, A guy going to take him over McCole Hartman. You're right. 
They see something. What I'm saying is people know the name more than they know the other name that you just mentioned. If no that words, was true, that's all I'm saying. he would not been, have been a free agent until you picked him up the other day no. is what I'm saying. If it's the name. No, Van, not to, not to cut you off, bro. I get what you said. So take it that you're not somebody who know who McCall Hartman is. I even said that he's it, trending up all the season. But if you would look at name and name, and I didn't know much about football. I didn't care to know much about football. To his point, I would assume somebody would think Josh Gordon. But we're talking about in the dynasty league, that even the one that we're in. We ain't talking about your actually your aunt, who McCole Harmon is. Yeah. I'm talking about in the dynasty league that we're in. It's clear, bro. To everybody, this, hold on. This is a and, podcast. I'm talking to the world. Most people ain't ain't on it like we are. I'm telling people what you can get off, and I promise you, I'm telling you the truth. You might not accept bro, it, but I'm telling you, there's he nobody. Just made, no, Van, peep this. He just made Jacoby Myers. He just sold Jacoby Myers to somebody. No, but, that, you, but you can't compare if, Jacoby Myers to Josh Gordon, saying, though. I'm That's what I'm saying. saying. He's this is somebody actually playing. It's actually productive, doing something. This dude doing nothing. Van, I'm telling. I'm quite sure you've seen this a thousand a lot times. Faster than numbers. Yeah, I can tell you numbers all day, but hope will sell first. I'm just telling you what I know, bro. I Sales just, is I, what I do. I, I'm I'm just telling you, like I didn't seen it. Zay will sell him to somebody at some point or another. He gonna get. It. He gonna hold him. If it don't work out for him personally, he gonna trade him. But before listen, he trade him, but before he drop him, he will get somebody to buy. Listen, him. that Probably. works. I'm telling you, that does work. I know it works, but it doesn't work this year. I said this will work years and years past, but that skill won't work now. Okay. That's it's all just I'm the saying. narrative of it. That's somebody. I'm, I'm, I get narrative. you. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it. It's but the it's the off narrative. season. See, here's the thing. In the off season, narratives are all that matters. The narratives are all we have. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you what I know. I'm not telling you what I think. But I'll wait. We'll move Let, on. Well, I'll wait till it happens. Okay. <laughs> Let me see it. it, it, it look, I'm. I'm telling you. All it's going to take is a couple of stories saying that that he's looking like old Flash, and I'm telling you, he'll be worth it. Either either he'll already be dropped because I needed to drop him for a rookie, or he'll be traded, or he'll just be dropped in general because somebody else goes to a team that's currently on the way where that people ain't paying attention to. But all I'm saying is he's worth a cautionary stash in a deep bench dynasty league. With that being said, we also have a couple of other guys that are going to kind of be affected with a couple of the moves that have been made as of late. So we have the Seattle saga where Bobby Wagner was let go, now Lockett and dk or i want to say i know dk for sure is in a contract year i'm not sure about Lockett, but they're in contract years and right now unless there's a huge shift as far as a vet qb is concerned they're either going to be with lock or they're going to be with a rookie so that's kind of you know a bad situation for them not even knowing who's going to be their quarterback and this is a money-making year as it stands <laughs> right now Locke is the guy. Locke's the play. But we also have the ninth pick, and I think it's going to be – I honestly think Pinkett might still be there. Willis might be there. Ritter. Honestly, I'm watching all as, – as somebody who likes watching rookies, I'm going to watch it. But it's I, one or the other. Like, seriously, like, I think – because we've done it before. I've, I've named several times where we had several quarterbacks before we got to Russell. We're not scared to play a – yeah, I'm going to call him a scrub. We're not – afraid to play a decent quarterback. Locke has potential, but I don't think... Well, I think the, relative to the system, we could win eight games with him with, currently as it stands now with the um, offensive coordinator. But we stay, We got the ninth pick. Y'all better go get Jameis. Oh, we get Jameis. I'm not a Seattle Seahawks fan no more. 
Oh wow, that's how you feel. But I think we're gonna we seriously gonna draft. We're gonna seriously draft the quarterback. You think Willis like, might be there or not? Honestly, look at how I think going Neil just popped up. Then the other kid from what is it, Kentucky or Wild? I don't want to butcher his name. And then they got Adam Hutchinson and um the dude from Oregon slipping. I think it's a big chance come nine if it's gonna be Willis Ritter. And I think we might pull a trigger on on Willis. And that's the consensus right now at the ninth pick that we get Willis. And the last saga that we have is the Chargers. They just picked up Khalil Mack. So you have, if you're paying attention, you have Bosa on one side and Mack on the other. The scuttlebutt now is they're also trying to trade for Fletcher Cox, who is now on the block from the Eagles. If they get those two guys, well, they already got one of them. If they get Fletcher Cox in the middle of that defense, and also, let me go ahead and throw this out there before we even talk about it. They're also looking at getting free agent J.C. Jackson, one of the best cornerbacks on the market. Their Achilles heel wasn't their offense. It was their defense. And you talking about a quick fix? If they can put together that defense, oh, man. Like, we, we, we may be looking at a changing of the guard in that division just based on the fact that my offense is good enough to keep up with the best offenses in the division. But now my defense may be the best looking at those pieces that they had already. Man, this is interesting. Who's a D coordinator? That's my question. That's the Joe question. <laughs> um, but I, I like it. You know what I'm saying? You do definitely. But in this in this division, you're going to need something. They know they're going to need a pass rush. I mean, you got Mahomes. Now you have Russell Wilson. And then we signed Wilson, uh, Williams. Yeah. But no, it's Gus Bradley, and not to cut you off, Van, because he's also being tied to Wagner possibly coming over there. Oh, Bobby. Oh, man. It, so oh, man. they would yeah. literally have a playmaker at every level of the defense. They they, 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 they say they're getting this together. They're not going to waste Herbert's rookie contract. That's what they're saying. Yeah, pretty much. The time is now. I mean, because this division is getting no easier. Nope. So. You got to stack right now while you can. Because when it comes time to pay Herbert, guess what? He's going to be the highest paid quarterback. That's just the way it goes. And he'll deserve it based on what he's doing at this point. I want to say, was there anybody else that would forget? Oh, um, Michael Gallup signed a, signed a five-year contract with the Cowboys. So they, they've sewn up their wide receiver, too. What do we think is going to happen? And they also franchise Dalton Schultz. I think Dalton Schultz is going to be in for a big year, especially in the red zone, because the red zone was where Cooper kind of did his magic. Schultz was the the second guy that they kind of targeted the most as far as red zone was concerned. Mm-hmm. Gallup and Lamb both are kind of those, I'm going to get mine from outside the 20, and it's going to be an old wild moment. But when you really get down to the nitty gritty, and if you can't run it in, I think it's going to be the Dalton Schultz show. So that that's another tight end that, you know, maybe not quote unquote zero tight end, but definitely not quote unquote early tight end. You you'll be able to get him as maybe like the sixth tight end off the board. Um he'll probably go after like Dawson Knox or somebody like that. But yeah, you can kind of get him a little bit later if you focus on your other positions first. Outside of that, I believe that wraps up. Um, unless you guys got something else you want to add real quick. I'm I'm willing to bet that uh Josh Gordon won't do a damn thing this year, man. <laughs> so, so what? What do you consider to be a damn thing? Like, what? What does that work out to be mathematically? Nothing, man. Uh, like he won't be on the team. Like he won't get a. No, nah, he'd be on the team because he's a charity case. But guys so, like Emmanuel Sanders, guys like that, they have a better year than him. 
So you're saying he'll end up being wide receiver what? 97. 97. Close to wide receiver. Okay, gotcha. Not 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 in the top 97. Just, you know, you got wide receiver one, two, and three in fantasy. He wide receiver yeah. 97. Okay. <laughs> That'd be horrible. I got you. Well, time will tell. I don't foresee him being any type of stalwart. I don't foresee him being a starter on my team. But I'm telling you, when it comes to names and narratives, the offseason can produce some magical things. We'll see what happens. But sure. with that being said, if you're looking for us on the social media sites, on Facebook, we are the Fantasy Football Fiend Family Facebook group. Fantasy Football Fiend Family Facebook group. And it is open to the public. On IG, Fantasy Football Fiend. On Twitter, Fantasy underscore Fiend. So check us out. Follow us. If you have questions, concerns, show ideas, whatever you want to put out there, let us know, and we'll keep everything going. Look, this next week is going to be ridiculous, y'all. Hold on to your hats, because when free agency opens up, you're going to see some moves that are going to be shocking. We are going to have more than enough material to talk about and to give the fantasy implications of over the next several weeks as the busiest time of the offseason approaches. And then we'll be going into the draft season as far as Dynasty is concerned. So stay tuned. We out.